it all comes down to trying to not make the deal work. Like you're, you're trying to do everything you can to kill the deal. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to kill the deal. And even after all that, if the deal still survives, then it's probably a good deal and you have to jump on it. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by ecospace.com. Now here's your hosts, Adam and Jason. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason J. Lou Lewis, and we're diving in today with someone who has some enthusiasm. A little pre-discussion before we hit record, this guy is stoked. He's doing deals. He's happy. He's ready to go. He's going to take over the world. Take no names, like I think the saying, you know, or... or uh- Kick, kick, so, kick butt, so, take no, that's no right. names. So that's right. No names. Up. Yeah. No so names. He, whatever that is, he's doing it. So we're going we're gonna to introduce Mr. Augustino Pintus. Is that, is that correct? Did I? That, that is right, Jason. That's okay. right. That's right. Excellent. Well, let's, let's uh, quickly kind of just dive in a little bit how you kind of got into the real estate game, any creativeness that you would like to share of, of how you got into it that might motivate others to take that first leap. And then we'll dive right into kind of this enthusiasm, what you guys got going on and just, and share, share your excitement. Yeah, yeah, listeners. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. You know, it's, uh, I, I kind of fell into the whole real estate thing by accident. I'm sure many people, like we were talking in the green room a second ago, it's like it's a very similar story, fell, fell into it by accident. I became an accidental landlord when I had to take a job and rent out my condo to someone and go move, right, to Virginia at the time. And uh, to, for, that, for, this, for this amazing job, seemingly amazing job, and next thing you know, get, get fired from this amazing job. And uh, but fortunately, throughout that time, I started building up real estate. But I was doing like single families and multi or small multifamily, single family. I had no idea at the time that doing syndication, deal syndication, was even a thing. I and mean, we're talking like you know, 15 years ago, 16 years ago, right? And uh, I'll tell you when when I learned about syndication and how it works and how to structure a syndication and the wealth you can generate for for yourself, for your investors, man, I'll tell you, it changed my life. I, I, it's, there's no other way to put it. It's, uh, it's one of those things that once I understood the unlock and how to do it and how replicatable it is, I got to work really building up that skill set, right? I mean, just, and, uh, you know, just, just before this, this, uh, this call here, I was writing up an LOI for another $5 million deal. You know, it just kind of fell on my lap. Right, it's a distressed property. It's got it's got some hair on it, but it's gonna it's gonna take a little bit of work. But you know, over the past uh, now at this point, it's probably about 30, 30 months or so, thirty two months. We're into about forty eight million dollars of deals. I'm getting ready to take down another uh, another this other five million dollar deal. I got another deal cooking. It's gonna be one hundred and ten million, Jason. One hundred and ten million was completed. It's That's gonna awesome. be. It's going to be a life-changing thing. I'll tell you what, man. One thing I learned about this business, you only do deals that are going to change your life. That's the only time you do a deal. If the deal won't change your life, I don't, like, if the deal doesn't change my life, I'm not going to do the deal. You know, it's the only way I'm going to do it. It's the only way I do it now. That's a great uh, method 
to go about it. Easy, easy way to underwrite it. Is this deal going to change my life? Yes or no. So what, what would you say if, if someone says, if that deal could change your, your life in the good, it, there's probably some risk to it, risk first reward. So anytime you buy a single family, that's probably not going to change your life. That, that might change it a little bit, a couple hundred dollars extra a month, but it's probably not life altering. But also, it probably isn't life altering if it goes south. So are you, deals that you're doing have that risk versus rewards? Or is it even you're trying to underwrite them where you eliminate that somehow? Yeah, I mean, so this deal that I was just talking, talking about, the smaller deal here, it's got, it's got a, little bit, a little bit of risk associated with it, you know. Fortunately, we're very familiar with the asset class. We're very familiar with the area. We're very familiar with, uh, well, because we have, a, we have a property like very close to it, like very close to it. Uh, so we, have, we, already have, we already own a tower and uh, this property is, is very, very nearby. So I, I can't disclose any names just yet because we're still locking it up. But <laughs> because we're comfortable with the area, there, we've, we're, we're very, very comfortable with uh, quote, taking the risk, you know, really risk is eliminated when you really take the time to study underwrite and not get stupid. You know, it's uh, underwriting really, it all comes down to trying to not make the deal work. Like you're, you're trying to do everything you can to kill the deal. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to kill the deal. And even after all that, if the deal still survives, then it's probably a good deal and you have to jump on it. You know, so none of that stuff changes, but you're absolutely right, man. You know what? On a small deal, you, you get a single family home that's earning a couple hundred bucks a month. You blow out the sewer pipe, right? It's made out of steel or, you know, or iron, whatever. And yeah, it wears we out. Orangeburg clay here in, uh, in Denver. So that can, that can crack pretty easily with the Very with easily. Root. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're, you're, you're in for 10 grand to fix, a, uh, to fix a pipe. All your margin for the next four years is gone. <laughs> Why do that? Why do that? You know, it doesn't make any sense at all to do single family to me anyway. I mean, at one point in my, in my career as, as a real estate entrepreneur, I did it because I, I, you know, I didn't even know that syndication was, was a thing and an opportunity to really truly build massive amounts of wealth. I had no idea, man. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I think this is the perfect point to show that there is so many opportunities with real estate to find what is your passion. You know, August, Augustino is saying his passion is syndication, is multifamily, and he, it's coming through. I mean, he is stoked and excited, but we've also had people that's had just equivalent amount of enthusiasm, excitement, and true passion for single family investing. Oh, sure. That, that's, sure. that's what the whole, whole power to this is. And that's why it's called the Creative Real Estate Podcast. You can get creative in so many ways with real estate, buying notes and doing leasebacks and commercial, resi, multifamily, single, land, oil and gas, you name it. Yep. You just find your passion and, and hop on this, uh, this podcast here in a few years with the excitement that Augustino has. And you'll be in good spot no matter what it is because yeah. that's the whole journey is, is, is making this a happy and healthy journey for you as absolutely. much as a destination. So. Absolutely. Well, you know what though, Jason? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, the whole multifamily syndication scenario to me is, is super exciting, but 
you know, many people, they build massive amounts of wealth doing single family. It's, they have a great system and process in place to help them do that or notes or, or as a matter of fact, one of my partners, oil and gas, he actually owns an, an oil, uh, what is it? Oil well. well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got the yeah. oil well, you know, because yeah. uh, he wants multiple streams of income. Right. So that's super too. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think for me though, right now that's my only focus is syndication and multifamily. And, and that's, that's probably, probably one of the biggest things that I find is that uh, for the foreseeable future, it's all I'm going to be doing, you know, there's going to be a, a hard bend on just doing that kind of thing, you know, multifamily using syndication to raise the capital for these sorts of asset. It's, it's only because uh, when you have focus on whatever it is that you're, you're crazy about doing, that's how you build success. It's very hard to, for me to do what I'm doing now and then also try to manage a 12 unit, so become property manager and also try to do notes and also try to do oil and gas too and do all these things at 100% and still build massive wealth, you know, which is what, what my goal is, my personal goal. It's very hard to do when you're just stretched, stretched out so thin. That's my opinion anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that, that's why uh, Adam Adams, AAA Adams, is our co-host. And that's why we, we're co-hosting this is because he is in your, your lane of multifamily, syndication, Oklahoma City only. Pick it, mm-hmm. go for it, blinders on, start running. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little different. I, I enjoy the randomness of deals and then the, then the new adventures of I just – got into aviation. So I started buying hangers and started leasing hangers out. And it's like complete opposite of what you're doing and what, what people say you should be doing. But it's also what just brings me enthusiasm. I get to go fly my plane last night and I walk down and I'm like, oh, I own that hangar and, and that hangar and I'm making revenue. But that's not going to probably build me the wealth that you desire, it sounds like, and that you're wanting to. I'm a slow and steady and that's just the style. I think that's why I'm so excited about this is this enthusiasm he has for that. And it's a time right now in the economic cycle is just finding what makes you passionate. I think that's the creativeness to this conversation is you get to choose. Yeah. And Agostino's choosing one and he's excited. He is stoked. Well, I'll tell you, but I'll tell you what though, man. I mean, there, I used to do the whole 40 hour week C-level executive. I mean, I was working at public and traded companies as a C- CIO, you know, run, doing all that stuff, running multi-million dollar budgets. And I have never, ever, ever told anyone since I went down this journey with real estate that, my God, I wish I could just leave it all behind to go back to that 40-hour a week job. That's never happened, man. <laughs> I've yeah. never had that discussion yeah. with anyone. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of the 40 hours, we kind of yeah. joke uh, a lot on here that the saying is that the definition of entrepreneurship is um, choosing to work 80 hours for yourself so you don't have to work 40 hours for someone else. Is yeah. that kind of your deal where you're putting in those more than the 40 hours, but you're passionate about it? Or are you trying to actually stay that machine where you can do more of the 10, 20, the you know, four hour work week type of methodology. Uh, yeah. to, do, to do what I'm doing right now, uh, I can't do only four, four hour work weeks, any of that nonsense. Yeah. I don't believe in any of that stuff, honestly. If you're trying to build, to me, if you're trying to build something worthwhile, you got to go all in. And, uh, but at the same time too, 
in, in our business cycle where we're at right now, I, I'm trying to acquire as many quality assets as I possibly can. So that means I'm always, I'm always working. You know, we're, we're creating materials to help other people do multifamily. We are buying assets, right? And uh, pretty soon this project I mentioned before, that's going to be an entire build out. I mean, we're, we're building out a 17-story building. It's going to be huge, right? And be very busy with that as well. So, and of course, we're creating content like we are right now. And you can't just do that in four hours. It takes a great deal of time and effort. I mean, obviously, I don't want to do this forever. I mean, I'd love to, I already see, I already have the vision. I write it down on, on my affirmations every day of the house by the beach and, and all that fun stuff. Still want that. Um, but uh, as far as letting off the gas anytime soon, never. And I'd, I wouldn't have it any other way, man. I wouldn't have it any other way. I like it. Speaking of vision, uh, do you actually have a vision board? I love that you do the daily affirmations. I have mine within literally arm's reach, reach of me yeah. right now here at my uh, uh, home office. Huge into writing the three affirmations every morning, every evening. Um, do you believe in the, the actual physical vision board? Oh yeah, no, I have that too. It's in the other room. It's just actually yeah. two, two of those big white boards. Yeah. They're taped together. This vision board is like this big, man. It's just ginormous, man. It's huge. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he's got big vision, essentially what he's saying. He's he's it's huge. Ready yeah. to go. So yeah. Well, yeah. what's yeah. uh I we we mainly spoke real estate. What what's a fun little thing that's outside the real estate that's on that vision board? You know, it's funny because you mentioned the 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 plane. You know, and one, I actually have pictures of jets and planes all over this vision board. Okay. You know, um, I, I truly believe that in order to get, it, well, one form of, of freedom anyway is having the ability to go anywhere you want, anytime you want, right? And you have a plane, right, yep, Jason? Yep, so, yep. so it's like you can, I mean, aside from, you know, your schedule, family, stuff like that, but you can pretty much, you know, pick up and, and char- chart a flight and, and go just about, I would imagine, yeah. right? And uh, I, I want to be able to travel, you know, I want to be able to go see other places. And, you know, when you're, when you're doing the 40 hour gig, you, you just can't do that. You know, you're not, you're not gonna be doing that anytime soon, right? And uh, mm-hmm. for us right now, uh, I, am, I am busting my butt to try to build this thing up as fast as possible. Quality, good, good assets as fast as possible. And uh, then eventually get some freedom like that. You know, I'm not sure, I'm not going to be flying any planes personally. I'll leave that to you. Uh, I'm not that good at it and yeah. I don't want to try. <laughs> but you know what, man? Uh, I, that's, that's one cool thing that, uh, that, that I have on my board that, uh, that I see it. And I get really, really excited. That's, that's awesome. Be awesome. Yeah. A lot of the guys uh, in the real estate world I'm connected with that have uh, their, you know, own, own plane or own jets. There's, I have a plane, a small little Cessna and others have jets. Your vision board probably doesn't have, have my plane on it. Um, you, you've stepped up a few um, most yeah, likely, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but they, they, they're, they don't want to learn aviation. They don't want to learn. They, they, their goal is to get the jet and to get to the destination and get there quickly and, and uh, as efficient as possible. So, so that's also just figuring out, like for me, it, it's also as much the journey and the learning of, of it is as much as anything. So everyone yeah. ticks a little different. So I never had the jet on my vision board. I had a, a self-flying, I get not self-flying, the plane doesn't, but I would be flying, you know, the plane type of 
on my vision board, you know, cause yeah. so, so that's, that's a big, big decision to kind of, do you want the huge jet someone else's? So you're whining and dining, or do you want to be flying it and getting that journey and experience? And I think when a lot of people are taking these classes now, it's like, buy it. And here's what you do to, to get to this destination. Um, and that works, but a lot of people I think are successful through a different avenue of doing it themselves. It might take a little longer, um, might be more hands-on, but that's more their style is, is that, um, so is that, would you say when, when you got started, was it more of getting into the weeds or was it more of the, Hey, I'm going to take a course and I'm going to get every resource, the quickest, the fastest, so I can get there ultimately, which is your ultimate goal, the quickest. You know, it's funny because when I first learned about the syndication thing, uh, a friend of mine, a real estate attorney told me, it's like, I asked him, I go, How, who buys these, these properties? Like these, these multi, like it was, a, it was just a typical C-class asset. It was living in, I was in Virginia at the time. It might've been 30 units. I said, who buys that? Like who owns it? If banks own it? Like who owns it? And he said, people own it. I'm like, what kind of people? He, and he's like, well, how do they buy it? Syndication. Ah, he explained it all to me. So once he explained it to me, I still didn't fully understand, you know, but he explained to me enough that it opened up curiosity. I'm like, I knew that that's what I need to be doing. And I did not, I did not seek a mentor. I should have. It would have saved a ton of time, but I just didn't know, right? So I just started reading up on, on the single family space and started studying. I went back so far back as like Carlton Sheets and Robert Allen, man. If you, you probably even know who those guys are, but that, that's like really old, old, old stuff. So I started off studying stuff like that. Then I studied Robert Kiyosaki and Sam Zell to better understand the bigger assets. And for the first little bit, I, I, was, I was really just training and getting my hands on anything that I could uh, to really refresh my mind when it came to doing real estate. And then once I started doing some of the bigger deals, I started getting access to, to some of that, some, some other mentoring materials to really help me build up the business that we have now. So so much of my time would have been saved if I would have saw a mentor right from the beginning, I think, you know, but it did, it did teach me a lot. Like the same thing with the whole plane thing you just mentioned before. I, w- I wanted to learn how to fly a plane. Like I personally wanted to learn how to fly a plane, but then I realized that, you know, I'm not a pro at it. And at the same time too, the end result is to get somewhere safely. And if that's the result, I will, I will have, I'll have you, Jason. Hey man, Listen, can you take me there? <laughs> You'll be like, sure, take, let's go. <laughs> you know, and and I'll, I'll leverage my time to do something else that I'm really, really good at. And that's probably that's 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 that part is huge, man. Because I think so many people spend a lot of time. And I say spend like spending because people yeah. don't. We we often that's one of those terms that we just forget what mean what it means. We only have a certain amount of time on this planet. And if we're investing it on, on things that don't really give us a return after we spend something, then we shouldn't be doing it. And to me, uh, I, I wanted to learn how to fly because I wanted to do, I wanted control, more control, but at the same time too, you know what? I built this, I built this portfolio. I built a massive portfolio. I do that and I, I can get help for that. You know, someone else can handle it. They'll be way better at it than me. They'll be focused. They know how to do this day in, day out. I'll leave it to them. I don't want to, I don't know. I'd rather not fall out of the sky. You know what I mean? For sure. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we're, we're using that analogy, uh, keep it rolling. So I like it. So yeah. And, and that's how you get creative is figuring out which avenue you want to go, which yeah. where your ROI on your time spent. I think that's a huge takeaway as I would say, that's the biggest takeaway so far. Uh, I, so at least for me is, it's just that, that hit on the head again, is that you have $24 in your bank account every day. And at the end of the day, those are gone. And you have to spend them wisely because you cannot get them back. Right. And if you have not handled those right and where it's made you happy or successful or whatever you need, then they're gone. You're, they're wasted. You, yeah. So you, you don't get them back. Well, you know what though, Jason, I'll tell you, man, I mean, years ago before I, I went through my whole mental shift I, I, to recenter my whole life, I was the dude that would sit at home and watch Walking Dead, like binge watch Walking Dead or The Sopranos. I'm really dating myself now. Uh, sitting at home, eating pizza and binge watching TV day in, day out come home, sit, out, sit, sit on my butt and watch TV until, until bedtime. That's what I was doing, man. And uh, now, I mean, our team, we uh, have an amazing team of people. I don't watch TV anymore. I quit watching TV. I don't watch the news I don't, I, I, at all. I have mm -hmm. no idea what's going on outside, outside right now. <laughs> and, but you know what, though, man? It's like when you're able to refocus and you use that, those $24 that you say, uh, that you said earlier, that's, that's time we'll never get back, man. You know, that's time we'll never get back. You, you can either fill your head with garbage or you can fill your head with, with knowledge or fill your head with, with, with a deal that can yield a, a nice, a, some nice wealth for you and for your family. Yeah. I'd rather take the wealth and I'd rather take the knowledge than some garbage. And, you know, it really just helps make other people rich, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I've never really thought about it this way until just now is if you spend your $24, I said, you can't get those back, yeah. but I would actually challenge myself that you actually could get those back if you buy a real estate deal within those $24 you spend or 24 hours that then has reoccurring revenue or you know, I, I don't like the word passive income because there's, <laughs> there's all you always got to work passive. for it somehow so there's not passive so it's not passive but, no um but you you still can get something maybe back when you buy yeah. it. when you spend those two hours every night instead of watching netflix um you spend it on trying to find your first single family rental or your syndication or whatever yeah. it is that that actually can possibly give you a return on that 24 hours because you you spend it finding that deal and that's going to give you revenue or wealth generation uh, in, in the future. So, um, right. so I, so interesting. All right. Yeah. Well, I like it. What's, um, in a few minutes here, we'll, we'll cut to uh commercial commercial break, but I want to just kind of end it with where you are excited next. I know that you're excited about the deals you're doing and it sounds like you're 17 stories and all that, but what's, yeah. uh, what do you kind of see What's enthusiasm? I just want some more of that enthusiasm before I go to break. So I'll just leave oh, it very hey, open-ended. Oh, listen, man. I mean, what, what I, did, I did, so I have two things going on on my, on, on my vision board, so to speak, right? I have building up the portfolio of assets. And uh, every time I look at it, it makes me excited because every year I'm charting out how many units to add, you know, thousands at a time, right? 
so the goal, we're, we're going to easily hit 1,000 units by the end of this year, for sure. Just in this, this calendar year, even with all this going on, we will hit 1,000 units this year, uh, addition to what we already have. So aside from that, the, the education side of the business is, is doing very, very well. We're helping other people get into multifamily. We're doing that. And you know what, man? It's, I always get excited whenever I, there's someone that comes to me and they want to get into this, into this whole business and they know nothing about it. Like they know zero. And then they, they go and raise the money from friends and family and they buy a deal. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. I mean, I feel, I feel great because I helped them out. I get charged up. And it's, it's just great, man. I love it. Love it. It's super, you know? So uh, I love doing that kind of stuff. So yeah, I get charged up. I mean, not every day is, is sunshine and rainbows and unicorns, but you know what, man? Most days it is. <laughs> sure. We, we had a guest come on here. His saying is when he, uh, people ask him how he's doing, he goes, I never have a bad day. And he yeah. said that, I think it was 13, 14 years he said that. And uh, he goes, I, you can't have a bad day when, when, uh, when you say that and, but he knows that there's going to be rough day, you know, there's going to be not sunshine and, and, uh, rainbows at all the time. So definitely it's a mindset, uh, shift. So I, I, I appreciate how you recognize that it's not always that, but you're still going to charge kind of like that saying and just charge forward and say, I'm going to have a great day, no matter, even if well, it's not sunny outside. You know, you know what, Jason, you're, you have to watch what you say because your brain is always listening. Right. And I think for that, that gentleman you're talking about right now, he's, he's saying it, whether it's true or not. Right. Because when he, when he has the attitude, every day is a great day, the brain, your subconscious hears that. And that's what happens. Right. So by saying it into existence makes it real. So even if you know, hey, listen, we have busted pipes on our properties. We have all kinds of different crazy things that happen. Tenant decides not to pay. We know that kind of stuff will happen. Let's be realistic. But at the same time, too, if, if the lens is always focused on all the negative stuff, you're going to have a very negative life. But if you focus on the positive, like this, the gentleman you're talking about before, look, he's alive to make a decision of what to do. He's alive to be with his friends. He's alive to be with his family. He's, he's alive to, to have the, the opportunity for another great day. So it's like, you know, it's, his approach is an awesome approach. You know, you have to watch what you're saying. Your subconscious, yep. your brain is always listening. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Well, that's an awesome transition into a quick uh, break from our sponsor. And we'll be right back. Hey guys, please check out Merrill Callister's law firm, Callister & Associates, callisterlaw.com. They're one of the only full-service syndication law firms in the country for a flat rate fee. They will represent you from letter of intent all the way through to the closing of the transaction. This includes PSA negotiation, title review and objections, creating the PPM, investor questionnaires, subscription agreements, filing with the SEC, and any applicable blue sky filings out of state, along with lender due diligence and assistance with closing the transaction. Callister and Associates also represents sellers of multifamily assets, as well as owners that are refinancing. They have represented over $3 billion in syndication transactions and are currently handling 20 to 30 syndications in any given month. Callister & Associates is your one-stop shop for all things real estate, 
For more information and a free consultation, please go to calliserlaw.com. That is K-A-L-I-S-E-R law.com. And I've also put that in the show notes for you. Welcome back from break. We have Augustino, and we're going to dive right into the final five. First one, what's the most creative real estate deal that you've been involved in? Wow. Um, there's a deal that, that, uh, that I'm putting together. It's very interesting. So right now, we're, we're, we're in a situation where you know, the, the economy is not doing so hot, and we, you know, we, we would need to get lending on this deal. And of course, that's going to be a problem, getting lending. And number two, the property itself is not doing so well either. So <laughs> it's a distressed issue, distressed property. It's a big property. So we came up with a solution where we're going to master lease the asset from the, from the seller, right? So we're going to master lease it from the seller, turn it around, and then refi it when times are better. And it'll also get them out of paying a prepayment penalty, right? So um, yeah, that, the whole master lease scenario was, still, was somewhat new to me, but it allowed us to come to the table with, with only a little bit of money. We're going to have to put a lot of money into renovating and fixing it. But uh, you know what, man? That's, that's going to be a super deal right there. You know, we get in, we get to improve the property, get to take it off their hands, get to make a great experience for the, for the tenants. Everyone's happy. You know, so that's super, super excited about that deal. Yeah. I'm excited to hear the end results here in a year or two on that, that yeah, project. Yeah. Sounds like a great one. Yeah. Where, uh, where do you see the real estate market in five years? Any specific data or guesses? Uh, and where do you see yourself in five years? You know, I, I would say what I've seen right now in multifamily, especially, and it's, all, it's the only thing I can talk about is multifamily. I mean, I, I know something about single family, but I know in terms of multifamily, um, multifamily is, is becoming a hotter and hotter commodity as time goes on, more so than it has been in years past. Uh, I think that there's a lot, there's many more eyes on multifamily now than there were before. And uh, so I I'm, I'm think that even though we're, we go through economic cycles, people realize that multifamily is still a somewhat safe haven, so to speak, of, as long as it's run properly for people, for investors to put their money and get a nice return, right? But again, I mean, there's a lot of levers to it. I'm, I'm simplifying it here, but you, you really have, the property has to be run right, has to have a good operator. They got to know what they're doing. All those rules still apply. You know, um, in five years, I'm projected, according to my plan, we're going to have about uh, 7,000 doors. So that's where we should be. Uh, it's a very aggressive plan. And uh, I have every intention of getting there. That's great. What's a book that you've read or one you like to share with others in the real estate game? Wow. Um, Seneca on the shortness of life. That's, a, that's the one that immediately comes to mind. It's that, that's the one, that is the one book that really engaged the transmission of my life, right? It, it felt like at the time I was working at a company I was a C-level executive at this other company, you know, and I just wasn't, I wasn't feeling working there. I just, I just didn't like it. You know, I was dragging my, my butt into a job I didn't want to be at. And, you know, man, it's like when I, when I heard about this, it's a very short book. You can, anyone can download it right now. It's, it's totally free. Uh, it's, on, it's on the internet, on the shortness of life by Seneca. 
it's it's this, this this was written thousands of years ago by this great philosopher and and he goes through and explains how how short our life is on this planet you know we don't have an, a, an infinite amount of time and most people live like they do and you have to make every every day must count you have to make the most of those 24 dollars that's you know? true that it is uh, what's one way that you like to give back at value to the real estate community? Well, you know, we, we have the Bulletproof Cashflow podcast. That's, that's one thing that we do that we, it's, it's like you said before, you know, it's like we, we do this out of, it's out of labor of love. You know, it isn't like, uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's why we do it, right? We, yeah. this is our way of giving back to people and we share our experiences, we share our knowledge with others in the hopes that, you know, I, I truly believe in doing this stuff. That's why I do it. That's why I left, I left behind a six-figure job as a C-level executive to do this. You know? So clearly, I believe in this, right? 100%. And I get really, really excited about it. And that's why I really believe that once other people get to realize the opportunities that are there, it's phenomenal. And, that's a, and I, I talk about this on the show. This is what I want people to, to really get out there and get the message out there and get them to, you know, hopefully they'll do a deal. Maybe it's not multifamily. Maybe it's single family. Maybe it's something else. It doesn't matter. Just do something, you know? Yep. Take that first step. That's, Take that's that first the key, step. Yep. key to it. Well, what's one way, and we, we always tell our guests, we know that you're a very popular person on, on the World Wide Web with lots of ways to communicate with you, but what's the one way, what's the best way uh, that we can put in our show notes for people to reach out to you if they want a little, little bit, learn a little bit more about what you're doing and, and, uh, and follow your guys' journey? Sure. I mean, you know, we have uh, the YouTube channel, you know, youtube.com slash Bulletproof Cashflow. We're also on, on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, you know, the usual okay. suspects. Um, you can reach out to me directly as well. Like just Augustino Pintus, just reach out to me in any one of those channels. I'm also in all those. And uh, yeah, shoot me a friend request. I'm always looking for new friends. So I think, I think, on, I think on Facebook, there's a 5,000 limit. Yeah. So I might be coming close to that limit. Well, <laughs> hey, there, let's see if the next uh, couple of listeners can make the cut before it right. gets, gets <laughs> cut off. So, well, excellent. Hey, it, it's been an absolute true pleasure. Uh, I've, I've taken away even personally just some great, great little tips and just a reminder just of, of just enjoying the journey. And uh, I'm looking forward to the book. That was a, a book that I hadn't uh, read or listened to before. So excited about that. And uh, then I, then, yeah. It's just been great. I really appreciate it, man. Awesome. And I hope Thanks. this enthusiasm keep going throughout my day after we end the podcast and hope we can be doing the same for the listeners after, after uh, the episode ends as well. So awesome. it sounds I hope like so you're, you're going to keep it going no matter what. So oh, yeah. 7,000 yeah, 7, doors. It's <laughs> a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah, it is. So. All right. Well, everyone, uh, as we like to say, until the next episode, think outside the box. If you got value out of today's episode, please make sure to leave us a review and let us know how you feel. Um, Jason and I are very, very grateful to have you as a loyal listener and to have you keep coming back and back and back. I want to remind you that Calister and Associates, they can help you literally from the very beginning to the very end of all of your apartment investing transactions. So great resource for you, calisterlaw.com. And if you do want to check out my brand new YouTube channel, it's apartmentinvestingshow.com. I hope to see you there.